Alright. Yesterday, last podcast episode of 2020. Today, first um, podcast episode of 2021. Alright? The whole phase. Women, not. See, this is difficult because look, I've heard people say, I've heard, I've heard grown, I've heard grown ass people say, yeah, I've heard grown ass people say that every woman, every woman has a whole face. This is what I've heard from older women who are in like their 50s. Because if you deal with old heads, or if you're around old heads, they tend to talk um, a lot of knowledge. Sometimes. Not all the time. But. Hmm. The hoe phase. (laughs) Now. This is how I feel about the hoe. Right? Let me just give y'all insight on what I feel about hoes. Um, if you are like 16, 17, 18, to about age 23, I don't think hoes are bad. I don't think most men would look at these type of women as bad unless they are deceptive. Unless they are deceptive. They come into the interaction. They come into the fling as something they clearly are not. Right? And you have to realize, like, it's like animals. Um, You have household pets that are, they can be seen as household pets. They may have been conditioned to be household pets, but they've been in, they've been in the streets too long. They've been in the streets too long. So like kittens, they go feral. You know what I mean? I look at a lot of these hoes, not women, but like the hoes that were once women. And yeah, being a woman is about femininity, but it's also the way you carry yourself. Women will say the same thing about a guy. Oh, well, he always walks around with his head to the ground. They may not look at him as a man's man, right? But for a lot of men, When you go out there, and if you're the guy who's out there, I guess, in this whole uh, virtual reality hookup, you'll start to notice the same patterns from women in your area, just online. You see the low-hanging fruit? (laughs) You see that low-hanging fruit promote herself as if she's the prize on a day-to-day basis. And she can easily do it 
because there's men who will essentially root her on. I don't know if these guys are blindly doing this or are these guys just going along with the game to try to get the upper hand? You know, I talk about this a lot where the relationships resemble a chessboard in a lot of cases. Now, I don't know how to play chess, but matter of fact, I don't know how to play chess, which is probably the reason why I don't get involved with the bullshit and the madness of a lot of relationships. But I do know strategy. I am aware of strategy. I'm aware of a lot of women's strategy. Their strategy boils down to how can I capitalize in a shorter time period without putting in any effort. That's their strategy. Fortunately, you know, if these women are attractive, then these women will have an easier time doing so. If you're dealing with a more unattractive woman, you end up coming to terms that Well, maybe a lot of these things are just taught. They could be taught. They can teach um, a lot of the low-hanging fruit that they're the prize. With celebrities, and like a celebrity's influence, if you look into more uh, risque ideas of what uh, entertainment is and celebrities, they're gonna be the same ones to feed into the bullshit. So most of these, most of these four and fives, which you would look at a four or five and go, well, that's pretty low. But in essence, it's average. It got to a point, I mentioned this before, where dating, when it comes to women, they began looking at sevens and eights as average because of their quest to simply get the high level guy or what I like to consider the high value guy. Keep in mind, I may have made this point yesterday. I dropped two episodes yesterday because I wasn't able to do nothing or I didn't have the chance to really share anything Wednesday, but I did something. The high value aspect of a man compared to women would be finances. It would be how much he makes. What does he do for a living? Oh, he's, you know, he's a guy getting five figures. All right, he's a high value man. Women, excuse me, women's idea or the women's version of high value when it comes to men, is pretty much looks. Looks, personality, attitude, which can be connected into personality. Um, the things she does with her spare time. How about that? See, guys, we have we have the usual. Um, 
A lot of us are fans of sports. A lot of us are fans of um, you know, video games, art, whatever. Anime for some dudes, right? But what does the woman do in her spare time? Well, when you're dealing with the hell phase, some women stay in that phase. Let me just say that. The reason why I call this the hoe phase is I think within the same aspect of the girl next door, it's a myth. Because if a woman decides one night, one wild night of drinking and partying and she may be upset about her current situation within the dating market, if she just handpicked one guy to sleep with, right? She doesn't know the guy. She knows she knows that there's attraction with the guy, but that's all she needs. If she just goes out there, randomly sleeps with that guy, that is like the first stage. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's already completed the first step of being a hoe. And because of what females do today, which they flip everything. They say a woman who has a lot of sexual partners, they'll say that they are successful, they're independent. And it's always a ass backwards way of thinking because if you don't need a man, why is it that you have to put yourself in situations where you are being ran down by men? Men, and this isn't all men. Most men, at the very least, have an understanding of what they want. Now, it doesn't mean that we don't take shortcuts here and there. We'll deal with the low-hanging fruit, but most of us snapped out of it within our 20s. Like, all right, this girl is a lot of fun, but she's not anybody who I can connect with. Because she's already put herself in this situation to where she's not just being seeked by men, she's being ran down by men. Then, hypothetically speaking, after the fourth guy, she already gets the impression that all men are the same. So, she begins to use a lot of these dudes for their resources. And like I said, a lot of these women are very smart when it comes to it. Sure, they'll tell you that they have a they have a belief on what relationship they want, you know, who do they want to be with. But I think long term, I think it's just a strategy where she will tell the guy everything that he wants to hear while contributing and doing the opposite. So as like 2021 comes around, you'll begin to see two things happen. This is just my prediction. Number one, just like from 2018 going forward, there'll be a lot more guys waking up. So they're not gonna be the ones 
who may have been out there 2018 in the dating scene, which is mainly online, they'll begin to deactivate those accounts. They'll begin to understand that, hmm, you know, these women, not all, but the ones who put themselves out there, they're not genuinely looking for somebody, looking for something. Because remember, we're in a time and age now where a woman can easily get a high paying job. <laughs> and it's not, and it's not how it used to be anymore. Well, hey, she can just be a secretary. She can just be in customer service. Um, she can just be the cash register and make a good amount of money. She can now be someone who works in a warehouse, UPS, FedEx. She's now being seen more little by little in construction. Um, electricians. I never seen a female plumber, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was like a, a hidden group of females who are plumbers. Wouldn't be surprising. So she can now make ends meet, but she's not going to deal with a guy who's in the same position that she's in. It's just not going to happen. I mentioned this before, and I've talked about why blue collar men are typically the ones who are left aside when it comes to relationships. Now, you have a guy who's in shape, he's cock diesel, and he has just a, a basic regular job. Sure, that attraction can benefit that guy, but I personally believe that a connection, especially when, you know, this guy, let's just say, cock diesel in shape, you know, solid 230 muscle, you know, he's worked out a lot, but he also works in the warehouse, so you know he stays in shape. If he comes across a fellow coworker who actually does the same thing that he does, she's not as quick, she's not as strong, but she has a level of determination and ambition. She'll mess around with the guy, but long-term, she knows that she wants to aim up. Even if she's a four or a five, right? And this guy is like a seven. Even though this guy obviously has more SMV and he, he can achieve a higher caliber of women, he'll still mess around with the girl he works with. But I always talk about fraternizing in the workplace. I always talked about being a mercenary at the workplace. And look, I'm not even saying that interacting with women at the workplace is bad. Interacting with women out of the workplace is just as bad. Because now you're dealing with a girl you just know from work. You don't know about the other body she has. She's probably in her whole phase. Especially if this is a, an attractive woman, decent woman at least. A woman where most guys will go, okay, she's all right. But then a selective group of guys will go, eh. She can still be in her hoe phase. You, as the man in the workplace, only see her in the workplace. So now you meet up with these women outside of the workplace. A lot of these women are just straight up alcoholics. 
a lot of these women are addicted to pills and shit like that. And you might be blown away. You might actually be blown away. You're like, what the fuck? This can't be the same chick that's at, you know, my job. And it is. She's just in a, a different phase. Women tend to be very intelligent when it comes to displaying emotions. Just at the right time. Or my, the best example is for a lot of us, we had mothers growing up who will be on the phone with somebody and she'll talk nice, soft, right? But then when she gets off the phone, she complains about something and she doesn't have that same energy. Her energy is completely different. And I think a lot of women are able to achieve this gift that they have, simply just masquerading emotion, masquerading feelings and things of that nature. Although we know that women tend to be more emotional, we just don't understand that guys happen to have emotions as well. Now, we handle our emotions different. Very rarely do guys, if they're going through something, they reach out to another person to talk about it. A lot of times it doesn't happen. I'm not saying that it never happens, rarely happens. Going back to the sisterhood with 2021, my next prediction will be that the sisterhood will divide. Not saying that feminism will divide, but a lot of the women who go by the feminist like hidden manifesto where all of us are prizes and you know she's big but she's big and beautiful you're going to see the divide a lot of women who try to go this route in hopes of finding a better man ends up putting themselves pretty much in a corner oh well you know this girl's cute but her point of view when it comes to certain things is things that I can't really talk about, things I can't connect with. You know, if you're looking for, if you're a guy out there, right, and I know there's different, when it comes to reptile knowledge, there's different men out there with different viewpoints. If you're a guy just looking to hook up, you kind of don't really care about what the person, what she does for a living or nothing like that because we're men. Let me take a pause for the cause real quick. Light this up. So, if you're a guy who's just looking to hook up, <coughs> there's a good chance you're not gonna really care about what the woman does for a living. Because you are at a bar, you are at a club. A lot of us men, we need the liquid courage to go and speak to women, which I, which I believe is why a lot of these places facilitate women. I've talked about this before with bars and clubs. Oh, women can get in before nine o'clock, all right? Women get free drinks before 10. So by the time the guy comes in, the women are pretty much liquored up. Don't really need a lot of game when it comes to drunk women. I'm just gonna tell you that. A man doesn't need a lot of game when it comes to intoxicated women. Because women, a lot of women 
have their own reasons why they go to bars and clubs. Me, personally, I think the number one reason is to hook up or to at least see how their attraction level compares to a lot of men's attraction. So a lot of these women, they'll go to the clubs, they'll go to the bars, you know, showing a little skin because they want to see the reaction of guys. Now there's certain women, and this connects to social media where they're just in it for the compliments. You know, they're in it for that validation. They are gratified around the presence of thirsty men. But she knows she's not really interested in any of these guys. She's still looking for the top guy, but she'll take validation here and there, sure. She'll take a compliment. She'll even deal with an orbiter, a semi-stalker, just for that hit of dopamine just for that validation. Guys aren't, we're not in it. A, a lot of us, let's just say, a lot of us aren't in it for strictly validation. If I go to the bar as a guy, a single man in my 30s, my goal isn't to just hook up with bitches. Now, if it happens, cool. I'm not planning it. I'm not going through cheesy pickup lines. I don't have to participate in PUA, pickup artistry. I don't need a wingman, a guy with me to tell me, hey, yeah, I'm gonna talk to her, and then you come up, nah. I'm usually going to the bar to drink. I mean, it sounds basic. Hey, you're going to a place of you know, alcohol, alcoholic beverages. I'm going there to drink. Now, am I going there to get drunk? No. I don't enjoy getting drunk. I like to drink though. And I'm able to limit myself and limit my consumption of alcohol to where I can still function throughout the rest of the night. I can make my way back home if I need to. But I'm not there to like hook up. A lot of guys, when we go to the bars, there's probably 25% of us who are looking to hook up. And even if we're looking to hook up, we're not looking to hook up at a bar. We know that a lot of the damaged women, and I'm not saying all women who go to bars are damaged, but you can see their intention. You know, a woman that's at the bar, she's taking back shots. You know, she's becoming more talkative. She's becoming the social butterfly that she naturally is. She begins to talk and flirt around with random men, you know what these women are there for. And so you understand the nature of these women. In a lot of cases, we are told that men are predatory. Men happen to be the hunters of women. And a lot of men are dedicated in that sense. Where even when it comes to animals, it is like an instinct, an animal instinct. And I believe that to an extent. <coughs> if you take a woman, if you take a woman and you put her in a comfort zone to where she is free, or at least she has that feeling or she has that thought that she's free to do whatever she pleases, you're going to see more women 
approach men. It's 2021. You're going to see more women approach men because now women realize that we have subliminally told men that we don't want nothing to do with you. We don't want to hear you. We don't want to hear the cat calls. We don't want to hear the compliments. We want to be left alone. So most guys said, cool. MGTOW, Red Pill, Ibmore, a lot of the black groups are Save Your Money, Black Man, and a lot of these other groups come out of the woodwork because it's like, all right, we're gonna give you what you want. We're gonna go back to our day-to-day -day grind of working, working out, working on bettering yourself, working on bettering your content or bettering what hobbies you have or what passions you have. And the women looked back and was like, wow, they left. Like, <laughs> a lot of these, not feminists, but I mean regular everyday women, they turned around and realized all the men have essentially disappeared. We went back to our jobs, we went back to our work. Uh, we got this loud ass train coming, so get ready for the sound. Get ready. <laughs> Every time I walk down here to do a podcast episode, because like I said, I have my headset on. Decent headset, you can hear what I'm saying. You may not hear it perfectly, but that's because I'm outside, I'm dealing with wind, I'm dealing with nature, I'm dealing with machines, mechanisms and mechanics. You know, the mechanisms of vehicles and shit. So I always know when I come down here, I gotta add music in the background. When I hear that loud ass train, it's like, okay, gotta cover my audio with music but um you know as I spoke about it just to take a pause for the cause just to talk about something a little different you know as I've been stressing the past week now <coughs> or in actuality I've been stressing about this subject for almost two years now well actually two years definitely because 2019 was when I started talking about bringing the YouTube channel back onto the surface and um, dropping a lot of slideshow presentations. And we're winding down, man. It's Friday, it is the new year, so I figured I won't do nothing today besides this podcast, of course, but I will start editing and I will start putting together the 50 red flags within the red pill dealing with relationships. I'm gonna just start collecting slides tomorrow tomorrow morning yeah as soon as I wake up tomorrow I'm gonna set up the slideshow and really the reason why I like slideshows when it comes to YouTube is number one it's a bigger place it's a bigger platform um, I have a couple of friends a couple of people who came across the podcast listen to the podcast uh, shout out to my boy Paul um, shout out to my boy Jeff you know, these people come across and listen to it. These are people that know me. These are people that knew me since, you know, in a lot of cases, um, elementary school, middle school. And the one thing that these people, both of these people can say, along with many other people can say, is uh, the way that I talk on this podcast is essentially the way that I talk in person. You know what I mean? Granted, you know, a lot of the things you're dealing with, a new year, okay? So you have all the people 
who say, all right, it's a new year, new plan, new goal. And look, there's a lot of guys who I give credit to who talk like this because a lot of these men are people who are actually achieving shit. So when they say new year, uh, new goal, new plan, they're serious. (laughs) These are the guys who are currently making moves as we speak to get to the next level just out of the first day of the year. So I want to salute to those people. But me personally, you know, as I spoke about 2020, and I'm not going to speak on 2020 more. This will be the last time that I'll go back to 2020, pushing forward as 2021 is here for, of course, the time being. Um, 2020 was only difficult if you're looking into worldly views and worldly issues. There's a lot of guys who won't agree with what I'm saying, but they know for a fact, you know, this year, besides media, besides the elections, besides a lot of bullshit that went on throughout a lot of these cities, dead black men, dead police officers, you name it, so on and so forth. The creation of this boundary that they want. So now I feel that the media wants the boundary. So when this shit jumped off in March of last year, kind of weird saying that, in the March of last year when this shit jumped off, it was completely, uh, it was hysteria. You know, people were losing their minds. This brings me back to, I remember going to Acme. You know, Acme, the Acme that I live by is like, it's essentially down the street, but it's like a mile and some change down the street. So it's an easy drive, boom, get whatever I have to get. You know, I was skied out one night. Um, You know what I mean? I was smoked out one night, so I figured, let me just go to the Acme real quick and see I can get some, you know, basic, maybe some juice, a gallon of milk, um, the essentials of the household, right? I didn't even walk close to the front fucking door, and I'm already seeing, like, people leaving with rolls of toilet paper. And, see, a lot of people don't bring this shit up, because I get it, maybe it's too soon, I don't give a shit. I'm just going to let people know. I've had family members, people who I knew who ended up getting corona. They ended up doing the therapeutics and all that shit, and they ended up being straight. But then again, we're talking about something that was scientifically proven to be um, over 90% of a survival rate. And with the low number, the only thing that you would probably um, have guessed is that the people who are more of risk of it are the people who are older, the people who have certain illnesses, certain health problems. But people were running out of these stores with toilet paper, uh, bottles of water. I didn't see any, this is the weird thing. And I say, I want people to realize how retarded we are as human beings sometimes. So out of, I would say 10, close to 15 people that I've seen exit acting before I even got close to the door to go inside. No fruits, no vegetables, a lot of canned foods, 
frozen pizzas and like fucking Mountain Dew for some reason. I've seen a lot of like Mountain Dew get purchased. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, like Mountain Dew, um, the Voltage shit, I think that shit is hitting. Code Red, that shit's hitting too. There's a lot of good flavors, but I've just seen regular Mountain Dew where bitches and guys that were coming out of the stores with these carts, they just had like Mountain Dew, like the 12 can boxes. It was just fucking absurd, man. But it reminded me of like, there's an Idiocracy movie called Idiocracy. I think it had not Owen Wilson, Luke had Luke Wilson. Shout out to the Wilson brothers. They're some funny ass white boys. Owen Wilson and Luke Wilson. Well, Luke Wilson started this movie called Idiocracy. And it is a movie about the current world or viewpoint that we're getting close to. And that's the only way that I can explain it. And I really suggest people, if they haven't seen this movie, Idiocracy, to see it. You know, it's a pretty entertaining fucking movie. It's a pretty funny movie. You have Terry Crews, you know, the big uh, jacked up black dude. He plays the president of the United States. And if you think about it, if it's like Bizarro World, you flip the script, you have Trump as the president, right? (laughs) And Trump, in my opinion, like I've always said, I don't have a problem with Trump being the president. I never had a problem with him being the president. The only thing that I kind of frown upon when it comes to Trump is he's too real. Like, as as a politician, this is going to sound weird to say, as a politician, that's not really a good thing. Especially when you have the reputation of having so much money and having all these businesses and they always mention his failures and misfortunes. They always mention him going bankrupt. But they're not mentioning the fact that this nigga was still caking like throughout the years. Niggas on television shows and shit. I didn't vote for this nigga because of that. And in fact, I didn't necessarily like Trump or dislike Trump when I was growing up. I just knew the name. Like I knew Donald Trump. A lot of people who are fans of boxing, they would associate this with, you know, AC. You know, Atlantic City, you know, the Trump, uh, I forgot what he called it, but they had, you know, boxing arena named for Trump. Trump Trump had cake. Nigga still has cake, but it's getting down to the end of the wire. Four years, almost unexpectedly expected. (laughs) Four years is like something that is unexpectedly expected. If that makes any fucking sense. Because the fact that he even got voted in for a lot of people was just a nightmare. Like, people believed that we were on the verge of apocalypse because of Trump winning. This is where all of the mainstream media pulls out the Hitler comparisons. You know, all of this madness saying that his uncle, I think they said that his uncle was a part of the Ku Klux Klan and he had him in the... They had him photobombed or cropped into a fucking, uh, to a picture of a dude in a fucking, I think, Nazi uniform. Or not a Nazi uniform, the, uh, you know, the pillowcase. The bed sheet and pillowcase treatment. Had one of them drawn. 
And I'm saying to myself, well, what the fuck? Come to find out, of course, that picture was fake. I would say from 2016 to 2020 was just insanity. You know, luckily... You know, I was blessed because I was just still working. There was about four months out of the year that I just chilled out. But there was, there was the um, rest of the time I was working. When somebody, when somebody's fiance within the staff department with my previous job, when their fiance ended up getting COVID-19, they were on their way from Italy. From Italy. They were just about, I guess, a guy or woman. I don't even know what gender. But I guess when he decided or she decided to take the plane back to the United States, I'm guessing maybe Philadelphia, I would assume. He's told that he can't, right? So the teacher doesn't mention anything until a meeting that happened maybe a a week or so later and so when everybody found out the staff lost their fucking mind so niggas was sent home for like 14 days come to find out motherfuckers were still getting paid I was just at home chilling that was just like a sign there was going to be a point in my life that ended up happening where I'm just going to sit back for like a couple months. I'm not going to lie, when a month and a half, when a month and a half came up and I was able to get my old contact back from a job in like 2015, I was set. But... I'm not going to lie, that month and a half of just, just imagine, like, all right, I think I had got a new television. I got a new television, like, in, in May or some shit. You know, my people's got a, a big-ass TV and gave me their old TV, and even their old TV is, like, close to 60 inches, I think 55 super uh, 4K joint. You know what I mean? You get the Xbox One hooked up correctly. You get all the bells and whistles in the right place. And um, visually, the video game becomes like reality. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> the resolution. You know, I get in my nerd shit a little bit. But we're talking about video games, you know, Video games are always my shit. There's a... I played most of the video games that I wanted in 2020 because, to be honest, you look into most of the industries, I think, of course, the entertainment industry, such as radio and television, is always going to make money. They're always going to have viewership. Um... You never want to be a stagnant guy to a point where you have no money.
So essentially I'm used to doing what I do. And if you know what you do, you know how to do it. I believe you tend to grasp certain aspects more quicker than others. So essentially, when you go to work, it doesn't really feel like you're doing work because the work you're doing um, doesn't feel like it. <laughs> doesn't feel like work. You know what I'm saying? Doesn't feel like you're actually slaving. <laughs> As a lot of people would describe their jobs, you know, in their day-to-day -day functions at work. But the one thing I know is, you know, the people that decide to do that shit, I think these people know what they're signing up for and they're getting a good amount of money at the same time. Dudes that's working at, uh, dudes that's fucking working at Amazon, you know, they're making, they're making a fair, fair amount of money at Amazon. Of course, they're getting, they're getting destroyed physically. You know what I'm saying? They're going to that stress chamber. <laughs> going to that fucking stress chamber. You know what I mean? Going to that slave ship on Amazon, on Amazon way. <laughs> yeah. I know a couple people, you know, who claim to be slaving for a check. Now me, I don't know what it feels like. I don't know what it feels like to do something, do something that you're supposed to benefit off of and not benefit off of. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, a lot of people, they have to be dealt those cards, I guess, uh, to come to terms with reality, AKA the red pill. So imagine like, imagine the art form and <laughs> the choreography of hoeing for a lot of women. It, it essentially becomes an art because it becomes something that is profitable. It, but it just so happens that it's at its lowest form. <laughs> it's at its lowest form. So it's not essentially that you're not getting anything at the end. It seems that in the long run, you're going to deal with more negatives than positives. Momentarily, you get money. Long term, can be considered people's perception of you. 
how they see you, what they do when they see you, how most of these people communicate when there's not five other women around, five other dudes around. You know what I'm saying? But I think, unfortunately, that's when it all, that's when shit all falls apart, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's when shit all falls apart. And you know, these aren't, these aren't like, these are essentially guys who know about the video game world. This will essentially be your NPCs. NPCs, by the way, are uh, non-playable characters. These are like people who are just in the game to just evolve the game. Like, if you're playing, I don't fucking know, Gotham City. You know, as you're walking around, there's still other people beating each other up, shooting each other. People just walking to their cars, driving their cars. You see a lot more activity. If you're a simp, I'm just gonna say this straight up. <laughs> if you're a simp, 2021, there's gonna be even more difficulties for most of you to come to terms with. Although, most of these simps aren't really profiting. You know, a simp doesn't prosper off of vagina. He yearns for it, he hunts for it, but the simp is always left dry. The scent is left hanging low and dry. Now, of course, I'm walking past. Of course, these um, would-be scents will do whatever it takes to maximize their possibilities. And short-term, and long-term interaction and relationships with women. These dudes, blue pill guys, you have to, um, I don't even know, like these guys, most of them know, they just won't acknowledge it. I'll just say it like that. Guys who understand this shit, you just see another one. It's just like, damn, another one down. Another one down. Another one. <laughs> and we know it. A lot of us know it because we have friends that have been in those situations. We see it take place, but... We're not really on the Jedi level yet to really intervene with, you know, some form of, um, 
some form of reason to the subject. Because you never want to be an NPC. You never just want to be the guy that's used for filler in the background. You want to be able to stand on your own two feet and um, you know just go through whatever you need to go through in life. Now, depending on subjects, depending on people's past, especially guys, we're dealing with um, we're dealing with criminals in a lot of cases, and we're dealing with um, scavengers and criminals. The scavengers, believe it or not, are worse than the criminals. The scavenger is essentially um, the scavenger can either become the super lonely scent, or he can become. If we're talking about the past, the 2002 pickup artist, with his look, you know, personality, he talks about cheesy conversations. You know what I mean? Cheesy combos about nothing. Just for an opener, you know, one of those guys. And um, you can see the destruction take place from a distance. You can see the other, the other chaos when he's fucking up. <laughs> you know, when the low-hanging fruit participates in the scavenger, you begin to understand that you have to have a uh, a precise hunter's mindset. Precise being specific. You have to aim at a physical target, not a particular target. Nothing particular specific, you know, if you're going to put yourself out there, you're going for the direct hit, you're not shooting from the hip when you're dealing with low-hanging fruit, you don't want to do that, you end up in a waste basket somewhere, <laughs> selling your soul in that nut you participated in. And you'll want to be in that position. Of course, the scavenger, though, he literally puts himself in that position. He's willing to self-deprecate. He's, he's going to participate in some form of self-hatred. You know, these guys usually participate in the artistry of self-hatred. You know what I'm saying? Most most men, at the very least, I can say, especially black, we're cool with being black. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We don't have to to go out there and say black this, black that, white supremacy, to acknowledge that yes, we are quote unquote. Uh, Afro-Americans. 
You know what I'm saying? This is where these uh, red, black, and green niggas come in. You know what I'm saying? Every once in a while. The red, black, and green. RBG, BLM, however you want to put it. And it becomes the same subject, but you notice now it's just white folks participating. Keep in mind, it wasn't like anything um, people could actually look at and say, oh, well, you know, I see this happen here or there. You know, most people were going, well, wait a minute. If this happens in, say, Philadelphia, why would you fuck up Philadelphia considering the fact you live in Philadelphia? Like, <laughs> you live in Philadelphia. And you didn't go and destroy like another particular neighborhood or another particular area. You fucked up your area. But I was seeing them niggas get it on though. They was taking big screen TVs. Niggas were styling. I ain't gonna lie. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> I'm not gonna lie. They had like a huge like super duper 4K. Uh, super duper 4K TV. Shit had to be like close to like 80, 80 inches or some shit. And I'm watching this shit like, oh, it's like two of these dudes. And they're not like really, they're not in like super shape. Like you can't look at them and say, Oh, all right, they listen to 85-inch TV, like two of these things. The first thing you would not say is, you know, I think they're capable of lifting an 80-inch television. But they got to work. A lot of other people, it was a 15, 20-minute video in Philly. I think it was a Best Buy. I know they hit a Target. They hit like, they hit like an entire um, store complex, pretty much. You know what I mean? Like, store complex can be Walmart, Target, uh, McDonald's, uh, Dollar Tree, uh, TGI Fridays. You know what I'm saying? TGI Fridays. Fucking... Um, <laughs> whatever you want to mention is in that area and apparently you know these motherfuckers went in an entire area went into the entire area just on the premises of taking shit just on the premises of taking shit They proceeded to go through Walmart, Dollar Tree, a couple banks. Keep in mind, this is a 20 to 40 minute video. I don't think it's on YouTube anymore, but it was. 40 minute video. And throughout the whole complex, you have this guy with the camera. He's not 
he's not filming it happening, he's filming it after it happened. And it took him 40 minutes to go through just the destruction of this particular area. You know, certain stores. Um, yeah, a lot of shit. It was tearing shit up, man. Then you see, you see the raw footage. Like I said, they're at Best Buy. They got raw footage of this dude, of these dudes bringing the TV out. And then you see everybody else, Hispanic, a lot of whites. I don't think this shit was on the news, but it was a lot of whites too. They were participating in this madness as well. You know, taking laptops. I think they hit GameStop up bad. <clears throat> I think they hit GameStop up pretty bad. I think they got a couple of systems, if not all the systems out of the GameStop. They had a, uh, on top of having a GameStop, these motherfuckers had a Walmart they hit up. Um, they had something else. I said GameStop. I said um, Walmart. I said Best Buy. Target. They had a Target. They had a Target up there. And you just see hundreds of people running out of the stores. Televisions, shirts, jackets. You know what I'm saying? It's just crazy. That was that was the madness, I think, of 2020 right there. That was the madness of 2020. There's a lot of crazy shit that went on. Um, <laughs> a lot of crazy shit that happened in 2020. Um, I don't think this year is going to necessarily be any different. But, you know, hopefully a lot of the people are just, you know, trying to push forward one way or another. Like I said, it's the first day of the year. A lot of people, like I say, you know, they talk about the New Year's resolutions, but they're actually the ones out there who's, who's going uh, the distance to really obtain those things that they, that they want. So, you know, I think it's a mindset. Me personally, I would pretty much tell people it's just another year because essentially it's, it is just another year. You know I mean? Time-wise, of course it's a new year. Well, we could be a civilization that doesn't know, but, or a civilization that can't navigate, but it would still be, I guess, a, a thought just something that people look at as the truth that's usually bullshit the entire time and then people's um, people's perception of you know other subjects that's similar is the same so a lot of these people never really come to an understanding to what a person is talking about because they're too busy trying to put their bullshit narrative into the subject really what it boils down to. So, you know, 2021 is uh, just going to be another year on one sense, but I do have uh, plans I plan on putting into action. Um, so, like I said, tomorrow,
I hope it's Saturday. You know, gather a good amount, good amount of information. Drop it on the Renegade Red Pill channel on YouTube. Yeah, I'm just gonna push forward from that. Um, it's gonna be a basic channel. You know, I'm not doing nothing uh, spectacular. I just figure I'd mention it. You know, I told certain people. Either people I used to, to do podcasts with or people who listen to my shit when I had it out. Mostly like 20, 17, 18. But, um, you know, I tell them that, you know, I'm doing a, a podcast. They just expect the same shit. Like, alright, we'll do another podcast that I'll check it out. But if I tell them I'm doing it, a YouTube channel, they're just gonna expect, oh, you're gonna do a video on this, this? They're like, nah, I'm not really doing video format. You know, I'm gonna have my own, I guess I'm gonna have my own sort of way to uh, put the word out there and just have it in a different, pre- uh, different presentation than just a standard video. Going down the line, um, because like, like I said, this is essentially what I'm doing now. I'll just be doing it on YouTube, but more direct towards the topic. I don't believe that. Although I checked out a couple podcasts, there's I forgot what they call it, but it deals with like old crime or like uh, like the. Uh, Mafia documentaries, or they have it in audio form, which aren't that bad, actually. But I don't, me personally, I don't believe in doing just one subject through an entire uh, course of a video or a presentation, unless it's somewhere that's more, um, I guess, in a way you have to be more sophisticated in the way that you present yourself within the YouTube guidelines and rules. So, I'll be able to tone down a little bit, but I'm, up, I'm letting people know it's not a uh, PG type of occasion. This is not a PG type of uh, presentation. This is rated M for mature. For mature audiences only. Uh, most of these niggas, they're simping. You know, they're still participating in the idea courting women, although they never court women, they just, um, like I said, man, just another blue pill thing, most of these people I can't even take seriously, um, considering the fact that, you know, dissent has no control of self, his self is any and everywhere. Conversations, and like I said, it's a, a lot of people believe in this pack idea when it comes to men, and I can agree to an extent because you're gonna have guys who are beta, quote unquote beta males, who are still going to be doing activities. 
still have lives. They still participate in everyday life. They just do different things. You know, the, the drama team or the theater or whatever. They just participate in different outlandish shit. But they're still making moves. One way or another, they're still making moves. Or at the very least, they're making progress to be more direct. They're making progress. Then you'll have the guys who are introverts. Now, these are the guys who you can easily put into the category of um, incels, where they're trying to just be a part of something. These are like an Elliot Rogers type dudes. They want to be a part of something. And they're going to do um, any and everything to achieve that. And if they fail, they have to perform, you know, their coup de grace. They have to perform their grand finale. And they usually explode in rage. You know, look at um, Columbine, Elliot Rogers. I think there's this one dude in uh, Canada, Vancouver, who ran over like 10 bitches or some shit like that. I don't remember. But he was, in, he was into that philosophy of Elliot Rogers, where he felt that it was required for him to put in no effort and get, and get bitches. The same way a lot of these women, a lot of these women can easily fit that category as well, because you're dealing with basic standard of women who are so low value but still have the high expectation of you know that baller they'll get used and abused by a baller before they even decide to want to quote unquote settle down this is why a lot of the memes are funny when you see you know a tire that has all of bells and whistles and has all the grooves to deal with the terrain. And then you you have another car where the tires is bald. And it's like when they reach that stage where the tires have no imprint, the tires just ran down, they want to reach that uh, finish line and, and be able to capitalize off of these women who essentially offer them uh, very little at the end, but they're still like competitors when it comes to pussy. These are your, um, like I said, these are the guys who feed into the PUA. I'm just gonna keep it above. No disrespect to the PUAs. I mean, they're essentially making a hustle when it comes to the subject. I'm not gonna lie. They're making a hustle when it comes to the subject, and it's a profitable hustle because just like when it comes to women who are gullible to believe that they can achieve a man of such value and bring little to nothing to the table besides being a woman compared to the man who knows what he can bring to the table. A lot of men have been in situations where they were achieving great things, but the women don't get the understanding that a lot of these men achieve these things by themselves. They don't get financial help from these women. These women look for the high-value man so they can do the same themselves, and most women do. You know, we go back 2020, the center of the year would have to be um, Scotty Pippen. Uh, Scotty Pippen is the center of the year. 
gonna try to put some sound effects. I know I probably can. Not yet, at least. Not yet. But I'm gonna have some sort of. Uh, I think I can upload this audio to my phone. I mean, to my Chromebook. Be able to edit this shit properly. Like I said, I plan on, um, I guess, remastering shit. You know, having the sound be a little bit more clear, have a little bit more interaction when it comes to sound effects. Um, try to do something with this music. You know, the music is already, it's not terrible. But, you know, every once in a while, I'm just going to start picking terrible music. Just to remind myself, you know, I was going, you know, in and out with, um, going on Fruity Loops and shit. I bet you that had Fruity Loops Mobile, but I'm using that shit on um, a Chromebook, which is kind of interesting. It's not impossible, but it's a little difficult than um, using the standard Fruity Loops on a PC. But, you know, I'm going to be putting in more effort. You know, just like I said, just with the soundtrack alone, you know, generic, but, you know, efficient music. You know what I'm saying? I'm not playing no country. Not yet. I might fuck around put some country on here. Stunt on niggas real quick. But anyway, um, it's, uh, 12.37. It is Friday, January the 1st. People would like to say uh, a new year. New year, new me. There's not a lot of those people this year. I have to give credit where credit is due. Most of the people would spend hours. When I say most people, I say a lot of more women as well. Mostly women, actually. They will spend 24 hours from midnight of New Year's Eve to midnight of today. Talking about New Year, New Them. They're going to achieve great things. They're going to soar great heights. And we all know these will be the same people at the end of 2021, looking at 2022. This is going to be a weird fucking year for some reason. I think I think 2022 is going to be some crazy shit. But um, 2021, by the end of that year, they're going to achieve nothing. They're just going to have the dreams and the high expectations of themselves because they know, and a lot of these women come to terms that they're not attracting these high-value men. Now, they'll get smashed and dashed by them, sure. You know, that shouldn't be a secret. You know, they're going to smash and dash these women, but they're not going to really put in no genuine effort in the long run. They're just not. They're not going to put anything in, in the long run, to really resemble a form of bond, or trust, or value, more or less. And like I said, these are the guys who are hypothetically at the finish line, per se, but they haven't really brought any stats, they haven't brought any, they haven't brought any, um, accuracy or any direct purpose to what they were trying to achieve. And don't get it twisted. These guys, they're going to participate 
and they're going to display beta male behavior. Because these aren't just the guys who quote unquote look beta. These are the guys with the characteristics. They're going to, they're going to have those characteristics. Um, these are like the counterparts of the side bitch, I should say. Because the guys who's, who's only simple would actually participate in more of the rodeo than the guy who's actually getting it. These are the guys who are deprived of, um, these are the guys who participate in, in thirst and, and dehydrated behaviors. I mean, look, you may have, you may have a small percentage, right? Let's just use that reference. You may have a small percentage Even within that small percentage, whether it's a great value or if it's a less than great value, you'll have the same strategies, mindsets, um, attitudes, personalities, you know, um, same, same concepts. you'll have the same result. Especially if you're a person who comes to reality and understand that that's the majority of what you're doing. That's majority. And we're not even getting into a selective viewpoint. We're not even looking into like colleges. We're not looking into, you know, universities. You know. The simp is the male side piece with no action. So the side the side chick is essentially the low-hanging fruit. This is a prime example of what you would call and consider low-hanging fruit. She's going to participate in promiscuous activities just off of the idea that she's willing to deal with a guy who's already occupied in a relationship or in marriage. Or should I say especially marriage? You know, these bitches um, participate in everyday treachery that involves gossip, physical acts, um, bashing women behind the scenes, trying to get into the next level, um, um, manipulating the guy really facilitate her everyday wants and needs. But mostly simps, simps have the passion to do it, but they don't have the capability to do it. Although a lot of these, what you would call quote unquote betas are simps, but they're not, they're just betas. They don't even look at the first phase of interacting with women. They just want to be in relationships, especially those when you look into the market today, a lot of these guys are just getting manhandled by these women. <laughs> They're getting completely manhandled. Incredible hawk status 
by a lot of these women. And I don't feel sorry for the guys because they essentially got what they wanted. Why would, it, it would be like me being mad at a millionaire, even though the millionaire tells you that, you know, money isn't necessarily happiness. Typically, most people who don't have a million dollars or even any, anything to compare to a million will say, oh, that guy's a pussy. You know, I take that money and live happily. But you're dealing with a different caliber of human beings, like celebrities, who I always talk about being gatekeepers. But if them niggas look at money in a completely different means. You know, it can be fuel to whatever negative fire that they have, whether it's a drug problem, alcoholism, whatever, whatever poison you want to pick. And that, that money can just exist. That money can exist just for the <laughs> partnership of that person's demise. Certain people can't handle a large sum of money. Some people, a lot of people within the past, like I, I would say, can easily spend a thousand dollars easily. Even at a time when I wasn't getting that much. Spare the moment, you know, type of situation where I'll be able to have um, 2100 or I think the highest I have is like maybe uh, 3839 just in my pocket. You know, I mean, 3839, you know, just in my pocket alone. Most cases, I would have them in, you know, larger bills, larger bills. Um, if it's something low end, I have like maybe three, four hundred on my, maybe three, four hundred in my pocket. You know, just on weekends. You know, beforehand, I can remember just where I was at before. I didn't. Um, I didn't really participate in much. I, I would have uh, I would still have a week where I would bring home close to eight, eight, nine. Just off of working and then off of putting everything aside. I may have like six hundred six hundred, seven hundred in my pocket. This isn't stunting or nothing, this is just how I am. You know, I don't believe that you're a bum because you have no money. It's just how you view money. I know most niggas that worship the dollar to the point of literally selling somebody out or to the point of, you know, partaking in double crossing snake shit. You know what I'm saying? the more or less just move or on a silent note than just be the rowdy person 24-7 just being a moving target I like to call it you know the idea of just being you know personified a certain way 24-7 and then not necessarily understanding that there's other people who generally don't interact with a particular topic or the discussion the same way that you do 
to the other person is more than likely to take it the opposite way. You guys, you know, flashy with, with cash and all that shit. You know, I have a good, I have a good, I guess, little circle of friends that, you know, when we're around, you know, we do tend to, to splurge a lot. You know, one friend on one occasion may buy like a 30 pack. The other friend on the other occasion will order a couple, uh, order, order pizza or some shit. And either the other person will bring more weed or, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? That's not a outer circle experience for me. You know what I mean? I'm not that guy who's going to show up somewhere with, uh, with bottles of alcohol. You know, for a group of people, I'm not even really tend to on people who I don't even have an understanding with. So for me, uh, you know, the inner circle, you know, that's more of, that's more of the finances, you know, the money you bring. Most of us, we don't, we don't go to the mall. I went throughout the year, I went shopping a couple times, I have like, I think I bought probably like five or six pairs of shoes. You know, not like expensive Jordans or nothing like that. You know, Vans or I've had family members buy those sneakers. And you know, the next thing I know, you know, at the end of the year, I got like six pairs of sneakers. You know what I mean? Like simple dumb shit. You know, something that's still, you know, something that can still be useful. It's nothing completely useless, but it's not essentially. The, the most important thing to do. But at the very least, we're not putting that money, and we're not putting um, all of that time and effort that goes along with the money. That's actually more of a loss than any amount of money that you can think of, unless you're, as we were speaking of, in the millions. You know, within money, you know, within net worth, without the year, you probably would be more comfortable. We are not more comfortable in that. We do not participate in those activities of dating and putting down large sums of cash as if it's a lottery. That's the, that's the only way I can look at this shit where I think it becomes a lottery. Where these guys will actually come together, put up large sums of cash in order to find their match. They're willing to put up money. They're willing to effortlessly waste energy and participate in a lot of game being ran on them instead of the, I would say the usual, where's the guys who's usually running game on women? There's a time, very short time. Is it still happening? Sure, but it's happening with the top percent where these guys will absolutely dominate and annihilate the scene of dating. They, they will have a niche with women they'll be around with a good quantity of women, whether whether they're low-hanging fruit or whether they have something to offer, he will have them around regardless. And he can be on all of these apps, all of these sites, and have matches and have selection. Of course, within the male space, I will use that term, I better 
niggas don't realize who are outside of that that they have little to no marketplace to even be on that level. Now, does that mean they just give up or they just sit back? No, not necessarily, especially at the time you're looking at college, high school experiences that really um, craft and create your, I think, state of mind into adulthood. So if you came up, if you came up with little to no experience with women, it was just obvious that you were going to have a harder time achieving that throughout college years, unless you still had a, a social circle of people you communicated with, you were still vocal about things you talked about, and you were comfortable with being vocal, especially when it's absolutely necessary. But most of the time, that doesn't happen. Simps, simps are the opposite of what people may think. You would think a simp would be a nerd, but really depends on the person's, um, the person's mentality, especially when it comes to women. Most guys are going to pedestalize women. Red pill men, we just see women as what they are, they're women. We don't have to say that they're equal. We don't have to say they're better than. We can just say they're women. We'll just start off with that. And then women can call guys uh, predators and rapists and you know, say men need to be erased. These are like real quotes from a lot of these women with that point of view. So you're not gonna have such such extremists when it comes to men versus women, nothing like that. It's the idea that, okay, we understand what this whole what this whole game has become. It wasn't always this way, but it became this way. Where women can try and cash out on the highest quality man with with the highest track record, with the highest mileage being used. You're not even gonna have uh, a particular group of people that's either making money, there's not gonna be a group of men who are gonna be just balling out, making money with little value. Meaning they can have all the money but have no idea of what the money can represent. There will just be people who get money and just spend it, in other words. So yeah, they're gonna have a lot of money, but when you look into what they're doing with the money, it isn't really anything impressive. It isn't anything to be proud of. It's mostly something simple and mediocre. A lot of niggas get a lot of money and they buy shoes, like I said. I don't get a lot of money, so the shoes that I bought weren't weren't worth a lot of money. So I didn't lose an arm or a leg financially when it came to putting something on my feet and moving on a day-to-day basis. A lot of guys, like I said, they have a different perspective. This is a different um, point of view, different viewpoint, you know, a different podcast. And we're in a different year, New Year's, 2021. Jersey Jr. Red Pill Party Podcast, almost in the hour and a half mark. I haven't done this in a couple years. 
I usually will go close to an hour, a little over an hour. But I think this is the longest one. I think this is a good sign. A decent sign, at least. I think when I have more things structured, I'll have more topics on hand. I'll be able to provide something more structured. At the same time, I'm just throwing down what I can. Like I said, it's Friday. It is the 1st of January. This is Jersey Judah. And I'm about to sign off on the Red Pill Party Podcast. Um, Like I said, tomorrow will be more of a setup for what I have. I think, depending on how I have everything set up, and depending on me having the particular topic, dealing with the 50 red flags just on hand, more conveniently than just walking around, I'll be able to get a lot of things done. So my plan is to at least work on everything Saturday. Most likely I'll have it done on Saturday, but at the very least I'll have it set up and I'll share it when it comes to Sunday. Alright, so that will be the 3rd of January. So in the meantime and in between time, 